0: Welcome back to Side by Side Production. I'm your host, Brian Gassner, a real estate broker out in the Twin Cities, Minnesota, inviting you into the transformation of my real estate business from a cold calling prospecting vehicle to a more uh, responsible, sophisticated marketing effort based off of a really robust set of actionable data, but also shifting your focus from being just one thing to really embracing the idea of being an entrepreneur more than anything. I just wanted to bring you up to speed real quick. It's a couple of days before uh, Thanksgiving. And otherwise, what we've got putting in place, what I've put in place here, I've mentioned ad nauseum over the years, over this past couple, but there was a few loose ends to put together uh, in the podcast or in the database uh, to where I could go in and be able to do things really, really fluidly essentially, is what I'm speaking of. And so I've cleaned up a lot of those loose ends. And I wanted to just share, at least document in this podcast, one of the things that I think differentiates uh, front-end clutter uh, or somebody's ability to really focus, right? And I think we underestimate how difficult it is to work with a computer. I've said this ad nauseum over the years, but I'll give you a stupid example. I was working with a script to do some of my morning data mining. And so it would essentially just do this. You turn on the computer. It opens up your multiple listing service. It logs you in. It allows location tracking. And then it goes ahead and it searches for, pulls from your database the list numbers that you want to look at. It populates those over into the multiple listing service so you can export a report. Once that exported actually two exported files are out, you can turn those into CSV files and then import them back in. Now, this doesn't seem like much. Um, and then you can compare them. You can find and sort and filter and compare records. And that, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you look at each of those steps, well, each one might just be a quick thing, right? It takes you one second to open up Safari on your Mac. It takes you one second to click on that bookmark, right? takes you one second to open your database, takes you one second to log in potentially your database, one second to log in or to go to the layout you need. Now you're five or six clicks in, but a lot of these things take three, four, five seconds. And now by the time you've done this whole thing, maybe it takes you three or four minutes, but maybe there's a couple of typos, maybe this, that, or the other, but by the time you've done it all, right, maybe it takes you three or four minutes. And that's if you're extremely efficient about, how you're organizing your data. Maybe it takes even longer than that. And what I'm referring to here is a lack of ability to focus in an industry which permeates permeates interruption, right? If you're going to be doing an activity that takes you three to five minutes, and you know you're going to do that two to three times in each session, and maybe a few times a day, you're starting to talk about 15, 20 minutes, a half an hour, and you probably think nothing of it. In fact, most people think probably, wow, I'm really good on the computer. I can really go deep, right? And they think probably it's easy to keep track of most. In fact, agents would tell you, I don't need to keep track of stuff. I can just look at it on on the MLS, right? I just know. Well, I doubt it. I don't think it's that. I don't really think that's the case, and I, I won't get into that tangent right now. Because if you don't keep track, it would be hard to know. But anyway, so now having cleaned that up, right, I've, I've done the basic things to really take the computer off of the uh, table, right? So essentially now what used to, maybe it just took a few minutes or five minutes some days. But now it'll, it'll do all of those steps, and go and get the data, bring the data in, set the data up for comparison. And it will leave me in a spot where I'm able to uh, immediately keep focused on the task at hand right? Looking at the property that's on the market consistently without interruption. Right? So now what start to finish, it probably takes about 20 seconds, but now I'm looking at the property that's changed since yesterday. And if you're keeping with the podcast, one of the things I've been finalizing now is the ability to really master the property in my market. Right? So to have a few sentences, a paragraph about my observation of each property. Right. And so as I scroll through now, when I when I do this in the morning, right, it'll pop up. It'll say, all right, here's the 10 properties that had a a status change as of yesterday. And right below that property are those comments that I've made. So I can go, oh, yeah, I know that house. Oh, yeah, I know that house. Oh, wow. That house sold this, that or the other. Your observation starts to make sense. You start to get some traction. But what's even more important about this? Once you set it up. Right. Here's the thing. In my environment, I have a MacBook and I have an iMac and I have an iPhone. Well, each of those devices interacts with the database differently and interacts with data on the web differently, right? If I'm gonna go to Zillow on a desktop versus my laptop, the windows that I work in are different size and have to be in a different location. For the information to flow freely and for me to stay uninterrupted in terms of dealing with it, I have to really be very particular about what happens. So, I'm talking about every detail, right? It opens your MLS, but where does it put that window? What's the size of that window, right? If you're on a MacBook or you're on an iMac, it has to reposition those windows. So, you can work really fluidly to get the information that you want without being interrupted by keystrokes, right? Same on the phone. If I'm looking on the phone, it opens the Zillow app, not the Zillow site, right? And that all needs to be scripted in. But for the first time ever now, I'm able to get a depth of information about property that I heretofore could never do, not even close. And the dream of this was to be able to do this, right? To be able to master the inventory in my market and to be able to really own it and go deep into it. And that's where it is now. So now if I'm even on the phone, I'll give you a stupid example, I'm going to get a COVID booster and you have that 15 minutes afterwards where you have to sit there and kind of wait. Well, during that 15 minutes on my cell phone, I'll be able to go look at 10 15 properties pretty quickly and make a couple of notes right throughout the course of the day I'm always looking at a couple properties here or there right and I think I'd mentioned in the podcast prior that I was going for a complete mastery of the inventory that's available so I was starting with the actives right now there's 144 actives between three and 600,000 in the few cities I look at and I've dressed 50 of those I think 48 so I have about 100 to go to put the comments in for each property and then over the next two days i'm going to drive by them all might not go in and see them all because time won't permit but i'm going to drive by them all and take a couple of my own snapshots of the neighborhood and drop them in right and i'll adjust my comments as i'm on the fly right because right now when i'm i'm saying hey it's a four bed two bath 2200 right close to north Memorial hospital off of maple grove parkway blah 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 here's what i do and don't like about the house here's what I remember about it and that's it right now if i add some comments when I'm on the street right to the effect of the neighborhood and the curb and the how busy it is in terms of just parking and traffic and how not, anyway the curb appeal of most houses all those sorts of things I'll adjust those comments now once those are up to date each and every day now I can dive a little bit deeper into the full set but before we do that right what is the thing that I look at Right. What I've done is this. I I take the price off of each property. Now, this is a separate part of the solution that I've developed. Right. But in this separate part of the solution, I take away the price of the property. So all I have is the property address and my notes on that property. And then I just compare property to property and I adjust them accordingly. So let's say that I had five properties. Right. I compare one to two which one do I like more? And then I reorganize those two. Now I take two and three, which one do I like more? I reorganize those right now when I'm done with all 148, I line up the prices that are out there now compared to what I see and what I really like and don't like about them. Right now I can go ahead and maybe engage some of the agents, right? I certainly can provide a tremendous value to the customer that comes to me for these, uh, for insight into these properties. I can certainly do some marketing and advertising in ways that I never could before with great, great, great insight, tremendous insight and detail, right? So all of that stuff is really neat. I've also started to get involved a little bit with, um, with day trading, right? I wanted to have a separate income flow. And so one of the things I like from a data perspective, being able to manage large amounts of data now that I've compacted down the multiple listing service into a really smooth, finely-oiled machine, right, is maybe taking a couple a couple hours each day and starting to dabble into that to have another resource in my bag from which I might begin to accumulate more wealth, right? So I like that. I like particularly the real estate players in the space to see what's going on with them uh, and keep track. But that, too, then becomes a um, a social sort of – Online endeavor, right? And I want to package that in. But anyway, it was super exciting to have this stuff all in place. All right, welcome back. Just a quick break there for a, a little booster uh, shot to come back and try to circle some perspective onto this thing. About every year, at the end of the year, don't you start thinking about where where that year went, how it went, and all of those sorts of things? And then sometimes maybe you've got a plan for the following year. Sometimes you have at least an idea for where you wanna go. And in this case, about three weeks ago, I started talking about the metrics that I want to encapsulate for next year, a deal a week and a hundred targeted people that would yield a deal a week and really get into a unique delivery uh, tool. And now that pieces are starting to come together, I still need to finish that. I'm gonna get up to date on mastering the inventory first and foremost today and tomorrow. And then after uh, the Thanksgiving break, I'm going to spend a week, lock myself in my office and just get done what I need to in terms of the way that it's going to look. I mean, ultimately, I've had the luxury of trying and failing a dozen times with how I wanted to package and brand things. So I'm sitting in a pretty good spot. Now that I know what it is I want to communicate, now that I know the value that I want to pass along to folks, now that I know how to connect the dots, right? So once that piece is there, then the rest of it is entirely prospecting and networking, right? So that's where we're at. And again, trying to create another income stream or two in a, in the last podcast, the more I've given some thought to the real direction for next year, ultimately it is very, very simple. I think a lot of times what happens is you'll scope too large, right? You think about production or you think about how you're going to do it, or you think about metrics, and you just scope too large, right? And once you start connecting the dots and putting the pieces in place, oftentimes you'll realize that really very quickly. You know, it was through observations last year that I noticed, well, if I was going to meet 417 people, that was going to take all of my time, right? If I didn't have other things in place. And ultimately, as I continue to go back and look at opportunities that are popping up, listings that are popping up, I'm seeing Uh, people that I had, I had identified. So there's always the the plus side to this deal, which is there's always opportunities. There's always deals out there, right? Now I just need to make sure we can get that one deal a week and then train in an agent. The two kind of go hand in hand, right? If I can't produce a deal a week on my own, there's no sense to going out and recruiting an agent to train, to do that same thing. I've got a pretty big vision with where I want this thing to go. And, Far be it from me to start to communicate that to anybody in the short term and instead make sure that the nuts and bolts are in place. So task number one, after after Thanksgiving and after we take a week and just package the brand and the consumer facing portion. And again, the consumer facing portion doesn't have to be that robust. After all, I'm not pointing it at 45,000 consumers in my local market, right? I'm pointing it at a very select few that I've approached and it just needs to resonate and go deeper and provide that immediate value for people and dress the table so they can see how they can help themselves and how we can help them and it keeps it that simple but in the meantime my plan then is to begin to prospect and to find a deal a week and then after I've found that deal a week once I feel confident knowing I have that deal a week right and it makes sense then to bring in a few agents that can be trained to do the same, right? And part of the planning process then involves recognizing that agents will have their own production standards and methods, right? Knowing that we can't replace what it is that they do, but only augment and supplement, right? But we want, I want the tools that I give them to be so much more powerful than anything they've ever seen before and really, what's the number one problem that I'm solving when you think about it? When you take a step back and you start to go, okay, let's throw everything else away. Let's throw it all away. Start from scratch, blank slate. What is it that you're giving to people that's a value? What problem are you solving in the local market, right? And the, the, the challenge here is this. Most agents will feel like, ah, I got a pretty good idea what the market's like, especially a seasoned agent. And ultimately, isn't that what you want? somebody who kind of knows what they're doing to begin with before they join the team and start to venture in on this cooperative effort to do things a little bit better and more modernly. Right. So to say to them, Hey, I'll give you uh, the ability to understand the market is probably going to fall on deaf ears a lot of times. So a lot of thought needs to go into, you know, how are we going to package this up and make it make sense to agents where it doesn't necessarily compete or conflict with their own, built-in ability to understand the market, right? Without condemning where they're at, right? I mean, ultimately there's gonna be a way that market knowledge needs to be addressed and discussed, right? And so it's with the market knowledge that you'll create for, that I'll create for myself, that I hope to have this endeavor, right? It's literally talking about the property that's on the market, but it literally doesn't make any sense until you can produce a deal a week, right? Until you can come back to that agent and say, look, here's what we're looking to do. I want you to do 50 deals a year, basically, a deal a week, right? 50 deals a year, it's a very good income. And even one agent that's doing a deal a week, even if the company makes $1,000, you know what? Not bad, not bad, right? But this fundamental problem we're solving is, hey, we're going to allow you to be able to see the market deeply. We're going to allow you to service the customer better, right? So that's kind of the rub, right? At the end of the day, I need to have a way for people to see that my system does, in fact, give them a better understanding of the market, right? So we'll have to putz with two things for the first quarter, right? One is making sure that I'm finding a deal a week. That's first and foremost. But second is packaging up and going deep into my market analysis, right? And then after that's done, right? We want to plant the ground, plant the seeds by starting to communicate with agents on their listings. Hey, I noticed this, that, or the other about your listing. I just thought I'd get in touch with you because, and I'll give you a bad example. About five years ago, I listed a property and the actual uh, bedroom count was wrong. An embarrassing mistake. And I... To this day, I think it's the only time it ever happened. I don't know if it was a fat finger deal or what, but I obviously didn't proof it well enough to catch what I had missed was that it was short a bedroom. And an agent called me and said, hey, you know, I noticed on your listing, you have it listed as a three bedroom when in fact, it's a four. You know, if if you put four bedrooms on that puppy, it's going to sell in a hurry. I, I was thankful, changed it to four and it sold in a hurry. Insight like that is what we're trying to capture and communicate to agents in the marketplace. And the way it manifests itself with me at first glance is, hey, I noticed this listing. By the way, I don't know if you've seen, but here's another listing uh, in the marketplace that competes with it for this, that, or the other reason. Or Right? Now that kind of competes with them, right? It's like saying, hey, I know more about your listing than you do. Obviously, they're going to have looked at the comps, right? So that voice needs to be curbed A lot, right? And it needs to be very gentle and try to offer something of value, right? Something of value just might be, hey, I don't know if you noticed it, but there's a cloud on title. Hey, I don't know if you noticed it, but there's an issue might need to be dealt. Hey, I don't know if you noticed it, but there's another listing that's out there that made me curious. Hey, I don't know if you noticed it, but here's been the trend. I don't know if you noticed it, but I've been working on that street. noticed these things from these other, and, you know, it's some, I don't know how to say it, but you get what I mean, right? So with that seed planted with those agents from the first quarter, we want to gain one agent onto the team that adheres to the same model of find a deal a week. Um, right. And we want to give them the system and enable them to do it. But again, the system needs to be so well refined They're not going to see any of the steps behind the scenes. It's just going to drip sophistication and ease, right? The artfulness and the simplicity with which it will affect the result will be so ridiculously empowering, catalytic, that they can't help to acknowledge its place in their business. So that's kind of where we're headed.